Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bear Claw Podcast right here on FFSN, the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Joey Christopoulos. You can follow me at Joey Sports Guy. With my co-host, it's Vincent Sanders. You can follow him at The Real Payday. Vincent, what's up, man? Welcome back. How's it going, man? How you doing? Oh, I don't know. Just sitting here, just tearing my skin off and my hair off, just waiting for this NFL draft to start. How about you? Man, I feel like we've been waiting on it for a while now, haven't we? Well, you were you're talking pre-pod, right? You you mentioned you've been waiting for it since week five. I'm I think I'm right there. After that Commanders game, when the Bears lost twelve to seven, I remember I went on a different show and I said I'm ready for a top five pick. I'm ready for the Bears to tank. Uh, I'm ready for them to lose out. And thankfully, they did pretty damn close to doing exactly that. They won one more game and then they lost ten more in a row. And then what? The Texans game. We got the number one pick. We trade the number one pick. We're sitting at number nine. We're taping this on a Wednesday, and we're still one week away from the NFL draft. Let's go already. Let's go. This week is going to be very long. It, it seems like, you know, we, we watched the games last season with more of an eye towards, okay, you know what, we can draft this this guy coming up because we have a hole here. Uh, his contract, we're not going to go after his contract. Let's get – so we can we can possibly make some moves at this draft position. I think, I think Bears fans have had their eyes locked in on the weekend, the entire weekend of football, Saturday, who's who's coming out? Sunday, oh yeah, we we we're terrible at this position. Let's get that guy we saw yesterday. You know, yeah, yeah we, we we've been waiting for a long time. <laughs> we waited way too long. Um, so let's dive into it a little bit. I want to talk to you just about what the current scenarios are. You know, what the current mock drafts say with about a week to go. Again, this can change, but you kind of I've kind of started to notice. I don't know about you that a lot of these things are starting to firm up a little bit. The first one, obviously, at the very top is it looks like Bryce Young is going to the Panthers. That's starting to firm itself up a little bit. The thing that's gotten unfirm, a little flabby, is where does C.J. Stroud go? Do the Texans take a quarterback? And it's also, I'm seeing across the board, mock drafts, doesn't look like Jalen Carter is going to be on the board at nine. Pete Skaronsky might not be on the board at nine. Um, what are you seeing? What are you reading? And if the Bears don't have Jalen Carter and Pete Skaronsky on the board at number nine, you know, what direction would you go in? I've been adamant that there's only a handful of um, blue chip guys in this first round, possibly in the whole draft, at least that we know about. And, you know, that's being one of them, Jalen Carter, and another one, uh, either, and Skaronsky, you know, I hope I said his name right. I'm the young man from Northwestern. Um, with that, With that being said, if those two are off the board, I'm, I'm, I have no I, I have no problem, you know, going right to Paris if he's still there. Paris Johnson from Ohio State, because um, I think I think he's at, at the same level as Skaronsky or if not, if not a level higher, slight level higher. Um, another another player would be and I don't and, and I don't think I would like this pick at number nine. Um, the young man out of Tennessee, the tackle. Um, Darnell Wright. Darnell Wright. Mm hmm. Uh, I don't know if I like I, I don't know if I love that pick at nine, but he is a suitable first round pick. Don't want don't want to uh, besmirch that. But I and I don't I don't, don't think I want the Bears to trade back again. However, if those three if those three guys that I named Paris Johnson, Skaronsky, and Jalen Carter, if they're off the board, I wouldn't hate them uh, trading back just just a few picks and and getting and drafting uh, my man out of Tennessee. Yeah, see, now, you made a really great point when you said, you know, I like Darnell Wright. I'm not in love with Darnell Wright. And, and I'm kind of on the same boat with you, too, as well. And, and you have to ask yourself, 
when we're talking about those blue chip players that you're talking about, especially a pick number nine, look, you know, right tackle, you know, it's an important position. But when you talk about the premium position, unless your name is Mike McGlinchey, uh, you're looking at left tackle, defensive end, quarterback, um, cornerback, and co- coming up on it now, wide receiver, a little bit behind that. It's not necessarily right tackle. I named five other positions that go before that. So I'm with you, man, that all of a sudden, if it isn't Paris Johnson at nine, and honestly, I don't hear a lot of, you know, talking heads or national headlines really linking the Bears to Paris Johnson at this point. Um, he's a little inexperienced. He hasn't had a lot of time, you know, at the right tackle position. Do the Bears go that route? I'm kind of with you, though, man. If if we like Darnell Wright, we don't love Darnell Wright. We got to trade back, right? Trade back three or four spots, even if, you know, Broderick Jones still might be on the board. Um you know, I guess my follow-up question to that is how far back is too far back for you, Vincent? You know what I mean? We see a lot of rumors about the Steelers maybe moving up from 17 to 9. Is that too far back for you? Uh, before I answer the main question, we better not trade with the Steelers again. <laughs> it, 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 it seems like – it seems fool, like Fool me once? Is it a fool me fool once? Fool me once. Fool me once. Shame on – you know, shame on you. Um, don't, don't do it again. Um, but I think ideally – Trading back again, um, I think three to four, maybe mm-hmm. right in front of Washington, or maybe that Washington pick. I think they're at sixteen. I think they would they would be keen to jump into the top ten if you know if the price is right. Since seeing as how their quarterback room isn't exactly secure, um, and they got a new you know flashy guy at at OC, they might want to jump up there and you know get that blue chip name at quarterback. So. I think that's the uh the the you know the 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 line you don't cross. You don't go further back further further than where they're at. And yeah, at that pick, I think I think you would take a wide receiver. Hmm. Well, so yeah, so let's play this out a little bit, right? Where you've got the Washington at 15. Now, in my opinion, if you're playing in the game of we got it, we're gonna get one of these offensive linemen one way or the other. You do have to probably earmark the, the fact that one skaronsky has gone. The second one is that you probably have to earmark the fact that at 13, the jets are probably going to go offensive line. Um, I, that's what my guess would be, especially with Aaron Rodgers coming into play. I, you know, they've signed their wide receivers. I don't know if they go that route. And that brings up a really interesting question that are those wide receivers going to be there? And if not, if you move to 15 through that 17 area, what are you getting in return and if you're getting that in return, maybe you're using that on, on offensive linemen and maybe, yeah, maybe you are taking that stud wide receiver there at 15 through 17. There's so many different options. I mean, the one, the big one for, for me, Vincent, is if the Steelers want to move up from 17 to nine, we've seen this similar trade before. It was a couple years ago when the Chicago Bears moved up from pick 20 to what was it? Pick 11 or 12 to pick Justin Fields. And what did that cost? It cost them a future first round pick. Now, would the Steelers want to give us back maybe their 32 pick that we got in the Claypool deal and maybe something else? There's a lot to weigh there. There's a lot of options. And we can talk about all we want, but I think the fun about it is we won't know until draft night, right? It's literally going to be how the board plays out and based that on how the Chicago Bears are going to make their decisions. True, true. Um, Yeah, for for the Steelers, I think the price has got to be a little bit more steeper. Just, just Just because we can't. We can't take back 
the pick that we gave you. We can't just take that back. You you can give it to us, but it's going. You have to give us a little bit more too. You know, you already got it. You already got it out of us. You know, you shouldn't have. You already got it. Now you you need to you need to throw you need to season it well to give it back to us. Question for you, and this is the big one, and I think this is the reason why the Steelers are rumored to move up from seventeen to nine. Jalen Carter's on the board. The Chicago Bears trade the rights to Jalen Carter at number nine to the Steelers for number 17, number 32, and their next year first round pick. Do you say yes if you're the Chicago Bears? Oh, I'm taking that. I'm taking that. <laughs> that I'm taking that. Good. I'm taking that too. That's a win. I, I'll take that. You know, that, that pushes our timeline a little back, our timeline for where we want to be, you know, top, you know, top of the uh, conference. Mm-hmm. Compete, com, com, competing wise. However, you know, one pick turns into one, two, three first round picks. I don't know if you can say no to that. I don't think you can either. I think you have to pull the trigger. And I'm with you, right? It definitely sends a message, though, that not only is this year not the year, which I think all Chicago Bears fans know, but I think that the yeah, the maturation process of the team is going to go a lot slower, and they're actually then punting and looking towards the following year when you could have, let's be real, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be 500 no matter what. So that pick that you're trading for in 2024, if it was a first-rounder, it would be in that 17-20 to 20 area. You'd have the Chicago Bears pick, which probably could be a top 10, top 12 area, and then the Carolina Panthers, which you're hoping is top five. So you'd have three picks in the top 20. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it sounds enticing, right? But something I kind of want to throw you at a little bit is, you know, it has been a little while. We did a, we do a lot of uh, conversations about Justin Fields as Chicago Bears fans. Um, it's kind of gone to the back burner a little bit as we think about the NFL draft. But I don't know about you, man. I'm getting kind of antsy. I'm getting a little anxious. I'm getting a little tired of Bears Twitter. And other people from the NFC North going around saying that Justin Fields can't throw. He can't complete a pass. Look at these efficiency numbers. Look at this. Look at that. Look at his career record, which is awful right now. And and I believe in the guy. I, I, I think that he can be a franchise quarterback. I think he's got the makeup. I think he's got all the physical tools. But, man, are we going to keep kicking the can down the road and putting bad pieces around him, putting bad teams around him? You know what I mean? It's the chicken and the egg, right? What comes first, the bad football team or Justin Fields isn't a good quarterback, right? You know, and that's what worries me about the trade down is that we need to get better. Yeah. You know what I mean? I get this process stuff, but in the process, Justin, are we doing right by Justin Fields by continuously kicking the can down the road? And, you yeah. know, I mean, and maybe not getting better quicker. Oh, you, you, I mean, that, that is a great, great, uh, great point. Because, you know, coming into his third year, um, you want to see something because you got to make that, you know, a money decision very soon. You want to see something. And if the question after next season is still, well, was it the was it the weapons or was it him? If you still have if you're still having that question, then the season going into his fourth um, season of his career is going to be very murky and probably tenuous, you know, from a. Justin Fields versus organization standpoint. And we don't want that. We want harmony. We want, you want everything to, you know, all the good vibes so we can flow into good W's. Um, but yeah, they, we got at least, we got at least scratch one of those question marks off the board. We got to like, it, it can't be, is it the talent around them? 
we got to go ahead and get that talent. We we started we started with DJ Moore. Um, maybe maybe they add another uh, running back in the draft. Maybe mm-hmm. um, that's not a not a foregone conclusion because they already got five on uh, you know five in the running back room as of right now going into next going into this following going into next season. But yeah, they, uh, we need we need we need some punch on the outside. DJ Moore it, he can't do it all by himself. He's a great wide receiver, but. He can't, he's not going to be the one that's going to, you know, electrify or at least change the opinions of Bears Twitter and, you know, mm-hmm. and all, all the other dissenters out there, probably a bunch of Green Bay Packer fans, but still. Oh, oh yeah. And trust me, man, the Lions fans, they're getting real chesty around here. Yeah. They're really, they're starting to throw some stuff around, which I don't appreciate. Um, but, you know, I mean, and that's the thing, and I've been thinking about it and look, I'm a huge Justin Fields fan and you can see, I got the t-shirt like right behind me, but you know what? We need to know. I want to know. I don't want these excuses. I don't want this, you know, we're still building, takes time, Ryan Poles, this or that. And to your point, man, DJ Moore, let's just say DJ Moore misses a game or two next year. Guess what? It goes right back to the weapons that we had last year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We literally only added him. We re-signed Dante Pettis and EQ Brown. Look, I'm okay with that if they're your fifth and sixth receiver. But if you lose a guy like DJ Moore, if Darnell Mooney is slow to come back maybe from this ankle surgery that he's having in the offseason, and you got to move those guys back up, we are right back in the place that we were last year with this murky, is he, isn't he? We have to kind of defend Justin Fields based on you know, what we see and what we're watching while these other guys have these stats that they're throwing at us back and forth. Um, it's just not a great a place, it's not a great place to be from the franchise. I want to know that Justin Fields is our guy, and then we can move forward that's kind of what i want there um i, I want to flip it over really quick to the nfl draft back over to it because you brought up something that i thought was really interesting and you you touched on it just a little bit and i want to go deeper so you know what is your expectation right now as a bears fan because I, i'm kind of seeing two things right where i'm seeing you know we have four picks in the first 64 but i do see a world where this could be a really boring chicago bears draft of offensive linemen defensive lineman, defensive lineman, offensive lineman, you know, and, and for Bears fans, it's hard to get excited for. You mentioned the possibility of them maybe drafting a running back or wide receiver. You know, would you like that? Would you prefer that one of those first four picks in the top 64 is another offensive weapon? Sure. Not, maybe not so much in the top, the first two picks we have, mm-hmm. um, but the last two in the, in the, uh, in our first four picks, and they go skill position, one of those premier skill positions. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be my, I wouldn't mind it at all. Uh, we've got, like I said, five running backs right now under contract. I think we have eleven wide receivers, and outside of DJ Moore, most of those guys should probably play in special teams. So, a, a wide receiver at in the uh, third round, well, second, late second round, wouldn't wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. And, wide receiver. So we'd be at sixty-one. We got sixty-one at the end of the second round, and then we are the first pick in the third round, which is right. number sixty-four. So that would be an area where I, I'm with you. I would like to see it happen. Yeah, I mean, wide receiver as you know, as the game has become more wide open, spread out, wide receiver is not a position that takes too long for guys to figure out. So you know, in the NFL, you know, we're playing all these spread offenses and a lot of college type um, offensive. They they can you know they can figure this out quick. You can grab you can grab a guy in the third round, top of the third round, and you know he could be right. He's he's ready to go day one. And you know to circle back to, you know for a while ago, 
if we were to trade back mm-hmm. and from number nine to let's say 15, 16, something like that, Christian Gonzalez, tight end, or you know, Jackson Smith Najuka, one of those guys, a, a, a premier target, a premier weapon for Justin. And now that would be that would be exciting. Then you know, it wouldn't be as you said, it wouldn't be boring. I don't know if that's one of the things we need, but at that part, at that point of the draft, you're not really drafting for need. You're drafting for best talent on the board. So I guess I, I can I can convince myself to be, you know, that it, that it was worth it. I know I'm I'm so torn on this too as well. And I'm trying to like run this through my head of like, so what does this look like, right? Where, you know, from a mentality standpoint, if you're Ryan Poles, right? You should have that mentality. You just found Braxton Jones in what the fifth round last year, and now he's your left tackle, right? So I think he has the confidence to be able to find, you know, we were talking fantasy sports before the pod started. We want, he should be able to go on the waiver wire, right? Later on in this draft and find some gems that could possibly plug and play. Maybe it's the center of our future. Maybe he finds that right tackle, right? So is it that important? that he gets a blue chip player on the offensive line in the first round. If he's so confident that he could find the value in the talent later in the draft. So that part of me has me leaning towards why wouldn't you now look, I'm not advocating for Bijan Robinson at nine, right? But if you move back to 15 and 17, I think drafting him is just as likely as drafting one of those wide receivers. Right. But my point is why wouldn't you try and go get an upper echelon top flight offensively talented weapon for Justin Fields to pair with what we already have. We already have don't well we got Mooney and Claypool and, and more stop. All right. We need an embarrassment of riches on that side of the football. Okay. There should be so many options for Justin Fields that you know the defense, the opposing defense is, you know, is running circles trying to figure out who to double team because they can't figure it out. And I want to see RPOs with maybe him deciding a defense, the linebacker deciding between Justin Fields going left and maybe a Bijan Robinson going right, or possibly a rub route with Jackson Smith and Jigba going slot. You know what I mean? All that kinds of stuff. The other Spit. one though that I what's that? I'm getting excited. I know. But the the thing that I keep coming back to also. And, and I'm sorry this is a little long-winded, is that the defensive line last year was probably the worst defensive line I've ever seen in my life, in my Chicago Bears life. And I, I have to ask myself the question, you know, if it isn't Jalen Carter at nine, and if it isn't one of the offensive linemen that we like at nine, you know, who is that going to be? Because we still have to do something on that side of the ball on the defensive line. And it's just really curious to see which way Ryan Poles goes. And I know we're trying to make a big deal out of how important it is, but this draft is huge for Ryan Poles' legacy. It will say a lot about which direction he wants to take the franchise with these picks. Oh, you you hit it right on the head. It is very, we don't lose all those games for nothing. So I know. we we got <laughs> and we had to sit through them, Vincent. We had to sit through them. We sat through them with the with the promise that this is going to this is going to be a home run. Um, I, I, I agree with you. The trenches need to be addressed um, very early, but, and you know, that, that, you know, if we, if we can't get Jalen Carter, we, we might as well get one of those tackles. However, you know, someone offers us a death, uh, you know, a great, a, an offer we can't refuse, mm-hmm. you know, it, it gets, it gets tricky, but you know, this is a great, not, not a great, this is a great opportunity for Ryan Pose to prove it. And this is an opportunity that he cannot mess up. Yeah, not not for not for any not for anything in the world. Especially with this first round pick. Um, and, and 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 
And a part of it too, Vincent, is this, we've been traumatized as Bears fans, right? The Ryan Pace era, um, you know, he found some quality players, right? But in the first round, he was objectively horrible. You know what I mean? The Kevin White's of the world, you know, Leonard Floyd. I mean, he turned into a football player, but he didn't turn into a blue chip player. We don't mm-hmm. need to go over Mitch Trubisky, right? I mean, Roquan was the only one that made sense. And then he traded all the other picks, you know, in the Khalil Mack deal and all this other sorts of stuff. So, I mean, yeah, what happens here? is going to be really interesting and and i hope that bears fans can keep an open mind um unless they take a cornerback (laughs) if they take a cornerback in the top 15 i might be upset vincent is there a scenario that would actually make you upset you know who could they take in the first round that would actually make you mad actually a running back i think a running back Bijan, would would kind of make me upset He's he's a fantastic talent. I don't want to I don't want to say that I, I'm I'm ignoring that fact. He is everything they're they're saying he's saying he is. You know he's a Longhorn legend. However, we all we we live we all live in this world. We all understand there's a shelf life on running backs, and mm-hmm. taking one in the first round with and with a position that we're we're in a three win team. We can't be drafting guys. That's only got a shelf life for five years. If if that, we can't do it. We need somebody. We need a cornerstone ten year guy. He needs to have two. He has to have two. You know, set it up and get a contract with the team. Can't do that with a running back. I, I you know, I love it. I love I, I love it for him. He had to do it somewhere else though. Man, that is a honestly, dude. You just a light went off in my head. That's such a great way of putting it. Where. I'm, I want to maybe I need to look it through the prism of what the Chicago Bears would do with this first round pick. That person, whoever they take, needs to be the kind of guy that's going to earn a second contract with the team. Right. Is that kind of what you're saying? Right. Like that's, that's exactly what it is. I, I have no no doubt in my mind that Bijan is going to get a second second contract. But that second contract is going to be like, yeah, do I want to pay this guy because he's a running back? You know, he's taking all these hits and, you know. You know, trust and believe. If we draft a running back first round, we're going to run him to, you know, to into the ground, yeah. that yeah. terrible ground that we have at Soldier Field. Um, that's that's not that's not going to get it done. You know, the guys we draft here, we he's got to be one of those guys. Like, yeah, you know, my second contract is, you know, it's 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 not even a it's not something we have to even discuss. We know I'm know I'm getting it, and then you know I'm gonna get another one after that. Yeah, yeah. Um, got a few minutes left here on the Bear Club podcast right here on FFSN. Uh, make sure you guys stick around. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Make sure you come back next week too as well because it is the NFL draft. We're going to be doing a lot of preview coverage. We're going to make our official picks of who we think the Chicago Bears are actually going to select at what number, what player. Uh, we're going to lay our predictions. We're going to put our reputations on the line. And then make sure you come on back too as well because we're going to react after they make those picks, their first pick on Thursday, and then their multiple picks on Friday. We're going to react to all that action. My final one for you, we got to get out of here. Let's go in the time machine just really quick. Uh, I just want to get your reaction. Allen Robinson's getting traded to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Mitch and Allen Robinson reunited. Uh, I just want to get your reaction and your thoughts to it. I hope they get to play some games together too. Uh, just, right? just, just for another fan base to be as disappointed as I was um, <laughs> in, in that in that dynamic duo. Um, Allen Robinson is a great player, he's, you know, but I, I doubt that he 
he's going to do. I doubt that he's going to be anything worth it for Pittsburgh. Now, Pittsburgh Nation, you know, still, 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 Curtain Nation, Terrible Towel Town. They were very um, energized about Mitch last last off season. And you know, as I did some work for the uh, Steel Curtain Network, they they let me they let me know that oh yeah, this is a this is a franchise we can fix Mitch. They didn't believe me when I told them. They didn't believe they didn't believe nothing I told them in the summer. Like okay, you know, he, you can fix him from the bench. That that's where he'll be. Um, and they they feel the same way about Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson. Yeah. There there's a thought that this signing makes Deontay Johnson Deontay Johnson expendable. No, there, there's there's a thought coming out of coming out of that uh out of that out of that fan base, and I'm like, oh, you you know you listen to me first time, you didn't listen to me the first time. Maybe you listen to me this time. Don't do it. So <laughs> that's all right. That's good to know. Um, so I was thinking about it earlier today. That I'm with you, man. I, I do hope that Mitch and Allen get some playing time, some snaps together. Because do you realize that they have they can come together in that Steelers locker room, shake hands, and say that we made each other $50 million? That literally Mitch force-feeding the ball to Allen Robinson and the, you know, the 100, 260 targets that he saw in 2020 and 2021 earned him a $36 million deal with the Los Angeles Rams. And Mitch closing his eyes and throwing it in the general direction of Allen Robinson and him making fantastic in traffic catches earned him the 14 million or so that he's getting from the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that's a $50 million relationship right there. I just want to throw that out there. Um, look, like I'm I'm happy. You know, they're getting him for only I guess they're only gonna get him for five million bucks. Yeah. All the, the other money is gonna be paid by the Rams. Okay. So I think that that's awesome. The part that I can't answer, and I think you know what I'm talking about when I say this, is that does Allen Robinson really want to play football anymore? Um, I think we saw that a little bit towards the end of 2021. Um, he got hurt last year and had a very frustrating season. I'm out here in L.A. I got a chance to watch some of the games. He had a hard time getting open, and then sometimes he just kind of got, I don't know, it just seemed like the enthusiasm got deflated the less he got kind of targeted throughout the course of these games. And he's got one year left on his deal after this Pittsburgh Steelers year. And my question is, and I and I do see a world where Mike Tomlin and that culture re-energizes him. And he actually goes out and can ball out next season. But I am kind of asking myself the question of, is Allen Robinson going to get another contract after the one that he's currently on? Or is he just going to walk away from the NFL and say, hey, I made a lot of great money. Um, I'm mostly healthy. And, and I can move on with my career. And if he's sort of nearing... Anywhere close to that part, I do have questions about what he's going to be able to bring to the table for the Steelers this year. I'm a thousand percent with you, though. He is their wide receiver three, and if anyone thinks that he's anything higher than that, um, they're sorely mistaken. And I'm gonna even go as far as to say he's maybe their wide receiver four because I'm a big Pratt Fryermuth guy. Mm -hmm. So I mean, dude, I like Deontay Johnson. I think George Pickens is a stud. I think Allen Robinson is what the guy that maybe catches a couple touchdowns um, off the six yard line in the red zone. Maybe he gets those classic, you know, when we were like third and six and he would do that quick little rub out route and Mitch would just hit him really quick for a first down. That's great for Kenny Pickett, but that's it, man. That's all I see for that. Yeah, I, I envision the same type of success rate for him uh, in Pittsburgh as well. I don't see, 
I can't have been maybe because I'm a more of a half a glass half empty type of guy, but I can't envision him, you know, having any type of resurgence here in Pittsburgh. Not with their offense, not with their offensive line, not with their weapons that they already have in house. I just can't I can't I can't envision it. I can't either. And honestly, I think they just have better players at that position that should be running the routes that create more explosive plays than Allen Robinson. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just like you got Deontay Johnson in that slot. He can do a little bit of everything. I think George Pickens down the sideline, um, in traffic, middle of the field. I think that he's the guy that you're going to be targeting there. And I think Allen Robinson's all the underneath stuff. Or maybe like a quick bubble screen, try and pick up those six yards. Um, but yeah, no, I just think that there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, reasonable questions. Is he going to be a willing blocker for them? Um, is he going to take plays off? Does he still have it? in him to want to be the type of player that dude you know in 2019 he was awesome yes. you cannot deny that he was a fantastic football player he can run every route in the route tree uh, but again that was four years ago you know what i mean so and when four mitch comes in the in his league and <laughs> and you and i both know if kenny has to sit for a game or two at some point this year we're we're running to FanDuel or DraftKings, right and we're playing we're hammering the over on mitch to allen robinson Oh, because that is just as a match made in heaven. That's a oh, force feed like I've never seen before in my life. Step brothers, you know, they they they, <laughs> they get together and they uh they start doing arts and crafts on the floor. You know, did we just become best friends? <laughs> we did. <laughs> did we just make fifty million dollars by throwing the ball to each other back and forth? Um, <laughs> um, unbelievable. Um, I think that's it, man. That's it for this episode. Episode two in the books. NFL Draft at our doorstep. Come in next week. Make sure you come on back and check it out. This is the Bear Claw Podcast right here on the FFSN Fans First Sports Network. We're growing. We're learning. We're just getting started right now. Uh, my name is Joey Christopoulos at Joey Sports Guy. You can follow me on the socials. Vincent, man, great to see you. Throw out your socials. Any other plugs or shout-outs you want to throw out. And uh, good episode, man. Good to see you. The same, same here. Follow me at, on Twitter at the real payday that's payday you know uh, on fridays what you do you get paid Joey, <laughs> it, was a, it was a great it was a great episode man love to see it good to see it plenty more to come um everyone be well be safe please be good to each other thank you so much for dropping in and listening to us uh tell a friend come on back for the next one because it's the nfl draft we're just getting started um have a great one we'll talk to you soon